You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Steelers fan could want. This is fourth down in the Steel City with your host Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. Season's over, Colin. It's fourth down in the Steel City. Sounds like I need to clear my throat, but that's only because I haven't slept. As I've combed over every single pass Kenny Pickett has thrown as a Pittsburgh Steeler to determine whether or not he is the next franchise quarterback. Well, I only need to look at two to this point. Um, And look, there's a lot of football left to be played. The Steelers are out of it. But it's all about getting a gauge on Kenny Pickett right now. I think there's a very real story happening here. And that is, is Kenny Pickett worth where you drafted him? I'm not saying he is or he isn't. I'm saying that needs to be... That's one of the goals and the aims, if not the biggest goal and aim, the rest of the season. Well, the longer Kenny Pickett plays and struggles, because it has been a struggle, there have been good moments. There's no doubt that fourth and sixth throw to Pat Fryermuth I thought was gorgeous. You're not going to find many better throws than that in the NFL. But the more he struggles, the more I'll go back to what I was saying before the draft. You drafted the most NFL-ready QB in the draft, according to the experts. But if he's going to come in and struggle and they're not going to win games, man, I was saying at the time, give me the guy with more upside. And we haven't seen those guys yet, really, in Malik Willis, uh, Desmond Ritter. But I said, give me one of them and take the lumps there or sit them a year. But I want the guy with upside. And here's Kenny Pickett playing like not the most NFL-ready guy, but instead playing like the guy who's got a significant amount to learn, and he's turning the ball over at an alarming rate. And I don't want to hear excuses. I don't. Not even for the Chase Claypool one where Claypool fell down. 
there's a safety still screaming towards that football over the top. I excused him a little bit in his first game against the Jets because all of his interceptions either hit hands, one was on the Hail Mary. I'm not excusing anything that he did on Sunday. It simply wasn't good enough. And if they get average quarterback play, I'm going all over the place here, they win that game. I agree with you. He wasn't good. I am. This isn't great for sports talk radio. It's not great for podcasts. And it's not generally how I operate. But there are certain outliers in sports where I think you have to operate like this. I can't form an opinion until the whole opinion is formed for me. So I've got to give him these 12 games, the end of the season. I've got to do that. I can have guideposts along the way and have a rolling referendum of sorts. And the first true uh, precinct to hand in their ballots tells me he wasn't good enough. It can all change. I, I can't look at the positives from the Miami game because the one time, the two times, where you need to do needed to do anything but have a gigantic negative, he had a gigantic negative. Yes. Yes. I he gave up two home runs in the ninth inning when it didn't really matter what happened in innings one through eight. Man, we watched Ben Roethlisberger for his entire career, and especially in the early going, there was a ton of ugly and a ton of bad. But when the game was on the line. Mother Bleeper would go down the field and he'd get a field goal if he needed three. He'd get a touchdown if he needed seven. It didn't matter what the rest of the game looked like. He'd run for a first down. He'd convert on third and long. He'd convert on third and short. Kenny Pickett played a bad game. But on the final two drives, the the penultimate drive, I thought, they got this. He's got this. This is a seminal moment. This is a Roethlisberger moment where it was ugly, but all I give a rip about is wins. And he threw a terrible pick where he didn't look the safety off. It's a bad throw. An even worse throw on the final drive. If he only doesn't make one of those throws, or if he refuses to make one of those throws and, right. and, and scores a touchdown one of those drives, the rest of it doesn't matter. But because he ended the game with that, big of an exclamation point to the negative that obviously matters like you can you can get rid of a lot of ugly if you just get the win and ben made a career of that and this guy he's a rookie and i guess i guess what i'm asking now is mike tomlin says we're not grading him on a curve okay what's a fair thing to expect from him is it just about improvement do we need to see him win games in those moments are we looking for a throw here and there how are you sort of looking at this? He needs to be, and it's an eye test. It's not necessarily a measurable or sure. quantification. He needs to, by the end of the year, say, you need to, by the end of the year going into camp, say, that guy, that guy's one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the National Football League. I, I mean, is there another way? He looked. Don't you have to say he's he's without question an NFL starter? Like that's oh, yeah. that's where I start. I yeah. say like if this is even going to be a success, he's he's one of the best couple dozen NFL quarterbacks or yeah. else it's a failure because 
He wasn't drafted to start in five. Let's say they slow played it and went by some plan. Even the slowest of slow plans, he was going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers starter to start 2023. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I think that's right. I mean, it's like the definition of pornography by the Supreme Court. You're going to know it when you see it. What's funny is the second to last drive, I thought I was knowing it while I was seeing it. It looked like, oh, oh man, he ain't done junk all game. And bang, 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 bang until the pick. And I know there was the penalty and another penalty. You still can't make that throw. The final drive of the game, I'm thinking, I'm knowing it when I'm seeing it. And so while I do think if I had to boil it down to one guy who lost the game on Sunday, I would say, yeah, it was Kenny Pickett. Well, I agree, but let's talk about that penalty nonsense. Well, well, you say I know there was the penalty. Go ahead, go ahead. Because I, I'm, I'm, I'm debating with myself here, Colin. Because again, I think he's the reason they lost the game. Uh, Yeah. But on both of those final two drives, he did more good volume wise than bad. Like, so is he always going to make that stupid mistake? I don't know. Is that something that gets coached out of him? Because I do think he's got onions, and I do think he's made for the moment. He just didn't show it. He showed it until he didn't show it, if that makes sense. I agree with you, but you can make an error and not make the fatal error. That is to say, on the third and 16, it's okay to not convert. It's okay to have an incomplete pass. Yeah. Like, you can't – you can – there's a whole wide distance in expanse between what could have happened and what did happen. What did happen was the very end of the continuum that was worst-case scenario twice. Uh, When you're in the middle of that vortex and you are part of that, and maybe people look at it, and I'm one of the people who look at it and say you enabled that that, uh, situation to push to that side of the continuum, then you become a, a... a problem in that moment, not moving forward, not for a career, not even for next week's game. But there's, there was a whole lot of, there were a whole lot of possibilities that could have happened that weren't in both of those situations. That's right. The worst possible thing. There was incomplete passes. There was, you know, like the penalty. Okay. All right. The penalty stuff happened on the first drive, the first of the two last drives, so to speak. The penalties happen. The sneak that should have happened. All those variables, those things happen. Then the game sort of reset itself. At third and 16, there's a lot of things that can happen that's not an interception. Oh, sure. You know? Maybe they win the game if they don't commit the penalty. But guess what? You're not operating in a vacuum, quarterback. Like, your guys are going to make penalties. Your guys are going to hold. Your guys are going to drop balls. You're going to be behind the sticks. Your offensive coordinator is going to make a bad call. And it's third and 16, not because of you, but guess what? You're the frigging quarterback. That's why you were drafted in the first round. I'm with you. Like that final pick. I know many have debated. Should he have run? I know what he shouldn't have done. Throw the ball to the front pylon in the end zone. Like it's indefensible. If he runs, maybe he picks up the first down. Maybe he doesn't. But I know it's not a risky play. If he throws it away, you know what? not a risky play, and you then preserve the clock. 
And I heard somebody today arguing, he works on our station, well, they should have had an extra timeout. So he was weighing that, and okay, fine. But again, you're a quarterback. You You don't perform in a vacuum. You have to operate with all the other things going on around you. It's what makes that position so special. And he flunked the test twice on Sunday. Well, he getting flunked. back to what your question was about how he should be judged, mm-hmm. one of those things you just touched on, too, he shouldn't be judged with hypotheticals either. He should be judged with the actuals and the actual moments, the actual acts, the things that did happen, the moments that really occurred. You know, everything about having another timeout, well, if there wasn't a penalty, well, what if they used somebody else? What if Watt was in the game? None of those circumstances happen. That's one of the things that Kenny Pickett needs to be judged on because if he converts, we're not talking about, wow, he did it all without the use of an extra timeout or, man, they had the wrong personnel package in there and he still converted that first down. Like, no, that's one of the big things on how he should be judged moving forward. No hypotheticals, actual things that occur. When we return, Two guys, no good. Fourth down in the Steel City. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In-depth conversations. Matchup breakdown. Analysts on every game. Everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. Colin, you want to start with Najee Harris or Matt Canada? Can I opt for neither? Um, let's sure. Start with, let's start with, start with Matt Canada. Um, why is he still employed? Is it because the Steelers simply don't fire people in season? Or why was he employed to begin with? Is it because the Steelers never really did a true search? You know what? It was interesting. Jason LaConfora on the Fan Morning Show he opined that maybe they wouldn't fire Matt Canada, they being Mike Tomlin, Art Rooney II, uh, Omar Khan, Andy Weidel, because they don't want Kenny Pickett to feel like it was his fault. This isn't divorce. <laughs> this isn't like where a kid goes, oh, mommy and daddy ain't going to be together anymore. Is it me? Am I spending too much time? Am I causing... No, Kenny Pickett's a grown-ass man drafted in the first round. You fire the offensive coordinator because he threw seven picks. So what? Grow up. Deal with it. I think that's so silly. I would have fired Matt Canada weeks ago. I know you would have fired Matt Canada weeks ago. You've now seen three, three quarterbacks span the Matt Canada era. Ben Roethlisberger, Mitch Trubisky, and Kenny Pickett. And you know what they all have in common? They don't score when he's calling the plays. They only score when they're operating at a warp speed or they're doing a muddle huddle or the no huddle. That's when this team scores. Yes. You know what else I think that is crazy in all of this? 
that I got to thinking today, maybe Juju wasn't wrong in what he said a couple weeks ago. My man. You know, a lot of people, they dismissed him. It's Juju. Go and do a TikTok and, you know, whatever. And by the way, he's coming off the heels of a very big game uh, just yesterday and a gigantic game against San Francisco. Played very well. But he absolutely smashed the Steelers in their offensive ways, in their offensive woes. And said, you know, I've learned more out here in Kansas City in a month than I did in three in, in a couple years. Um, and everybody sort of chuckled and thought that it was hyperbolic and everything else. Uh, maybe he was dead on right. Yeah. You know? Well, there are guys, and we saw it with Mike McDaniel, who know what they're doing and why they do it. And they're scheming guys open. And you see it in college all the time. You know who's scheming to be effective, and they know what the result is going to be. And those who are just like Matt Canada, they're doing it for window dressing. I don't think Matt Canada knows why he sends dudes in motion. I don't think he understands that what he's doing isn't what Mike McDaniel's doing. I could have said that better at the start, but I've watched this guy, and I've seen his offense now for a year plus. And it's supposed to look like McDaniel. It's supposed to look like, not that he would ever consider even himself Andy Reid, but it's supposed to look like that. That's what he thinks he's doing, and he's simply not. When Chase Claypool runs across the line of scrimmage in a jet sweep manner, he runs 10 plays. Dan Orlovsky said it on Twitter today. The mother bleeper runs 10 plays. It's not... Mike McDaniel, this guy's going over here. You got to contend with this guy. Linebackers are looking all over the place. You never see a single defense be confused by what Matt Canada is doing ever. All right, and now to Najee. I never see a single person in a different colored jersey land on their backside. I'm not asking for him to be Christian Okoye and that happen every two snaps or Earl Campbell and him put his head into somebody and blow him back seven yards. I'm not asking for that. But the brunt of the contact and force and thus the the outcome of the felling blow, it always feels like that Najee Harris is the guy going backwards. Yep. That's problematic to me because that's that's not what he was built as. That's not moose. what we were to- right. That's not what we were told he was. When he jumped on that third down, I'm not an angry football watcher. I wanted to be angry. I wanted to throw my hat. I wanted to stomp up and down. It made no sense. And then Jalen Warren gets in there later and boom, bursts ahead. I said this on the pregame show this weekend. I said it on another show on Friday night. Matt Cannon is the reason why this offense is bad. I mean, he's the number one reason. Schematically, flow of the game, personnel decisions, he stinks. But if you're boiling it down to a player, Najee Harris is underachieving is what's costing this team offensively from a player standpoint. They were supposed to be able to run the ball, and he can't do it. And the best he's played all season long was this Dolphins game, and my man had 3.8 yards per carry. And I said this on the morning show today. He's not hitting holes. He had a steel plate in his foot, not in his brain. He doesn't have good vision. He doesn't have breakaway speed. He's not a threat in the passing game. They swung and missed on the pick. And he's a huge reason why this offense sucks right now. Maybe the biggest player reason, I think. 
Well, I think it's great that you just went down that laundry list because, you know, that's what I thought about today a little bit as I was, as we're getting ready to do this podcast. If I had to say to, and the fantasy football people are great for this because they do pay attention to the skill players. So if I had to say to a fantasy football watcher or just anybody who watches a lot of the NFL, you tell me Najee Harris's number one attribute right now. And I pulled a hundred people with a very good player in one that was recognizable, you would get a balance of the answers to be the same, right? Like if I said to you well, early in his career, what was Ben Roethlisberger's number one attribute? People say escapability, elongating plays, right? If I say Josh Allen's number one attribute right now, it's a, well, his, he's multifaceted. He can do that. And if I asked 100 people, 80 of them would tell me. If I asked 100 deep seated football fans, people who knew the game, that watch a lot of the NFL, what's Najee Harris's best attribute? I'd get 40 different answers. I mean, Colin, I, I struggle to think of one thing he's good at right now. One thing. Power? No. I'll tell you what it is. When you get him the ball in space in the passing game, and Kenny has not checked down to him enough, that's when he's at his best. Because you get him one-on-one with a corner, you get him one-on-one with a safety, He's going to run that guy over. He's not running over defensive linemen. He's not running over linebackers. Secondary guys, okay. But I didn't draft my man so that I could check it down to him, and that's the best thing he could bring to the table. Right. I mean, I don't take Najee Harris to make third and 17, third and six. No. That, that's not what it does for me on a, on a check down pass that people are giving you a seven yard cushion. I that's that's not that's not why you take somebody with that draft value. Guess what I'm getting for dinner tonight, Colin. Oh let's uh hold on. Monday night, so there's no like limiting factors. There's not a lot of specials on Monday night. Wings? Getting sushi. Oh yes. Deli- oh do you okay, here's a question. Let's let's go mm-hmm. a little long here. Do you like um like, do you like a California roll? Do you like, like shrimp? Do you like, what is, what's your sushi? What's your, so here's, to? here's what we got. My spicy wife just texted tuna. me. I'm a big spicy guy. So I'm we get spicy, spicy tuna, tuna roll. Oh yeah. 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 yeah spicy tuna roll, rainbow mm. roll. Not bad. First date roll. What's that all about? Is it very apprehensive? It doesn't say much. <laughs> Maybe some <laughs> over the pants petting. What? That yes. didn't make sense. And then the California roll. I, California roll is like California it's fake rolls, sushi. It's yeah, it's like the Dave Matthews band of sushi. It, it, it is. And when my wife and I were talking tonight about getting that, I said, "I she had, your weight because we said we're gonna get four rolls." And I said, "Get the California roll." She said, "That's bull. That's fake." And I said, "Yeah, but it's crunchy and I like it." I like the big piece of shrimp that's filleted in the middle that's wide open. You know what I'm talking that about? That is good. That's my guy. Um, are you a big, um, uh, what's the, the green spicy stuff? I Love mean. it. Wasabi. And Wasabi, that's, yeah. that's what led us down the sushi path tonight is because I am so friggin' stuffed up. I've taken so many drugs and my nose is just packed with garbage or it's huh? just swollen that I thought Wasabi's my best bet. So I'm going with the wasabi and a little bit of miso soup. You like the miso Ooh. soup? I love, I, I just, let's go. I love miso soup. You know, wasabi is definitely in the middle of one of the greatest 
movie scenes in world history whenever they go to the fancy um the the fancy party in um in, in cars and they tell cars. mater yes they tell mater that it is uh i don't know some kind of ice cream some green ice cream or whatever and mater has the wasabi and he eats it really and, you know mater isn't real well to do uh he's kind of a you know kind of a redneckish kind of guy so mater eats it and he goes and the face that that he makes is it cars two or cars one of the two i think it's the original cars and mater makes the face he's his eyes get really big and then he runs well he's on wheels so he kind of drives that's right really fast mater drives really fast over to what is a decorative fountain and just puts his tongue it is an incredible scene it is i don't know that it would ever i don't know that there's enough you could do i had a friend lose a bet and the payment was he had to eat an entire wad of wasabi and he puked. It was awful. Yeah, I have good. never seen a face as red. And I might go for that tonight, though. Do you eat it's, sushi with your fingers because you're supposed to? I do. Not because I'm supposed to, but because I don't know how to use chopsticks. I'm bad at the chopsticks. I'm great at it. I hate to bra- be braggadocious here. Braggad- My wife is great with the chopsticks. And here, you know what? I got to take on chopsticks. Let's like, hear them. I don't want to be insensitive to anybody's culture here. So like, it's partly a joke. If you're offended, it's a joke. If not, then it's not a joke. We invented forks. Like, it's easy. Bang, stab. Put yeah. it in my mouth. Super easy. It's a delicate tweezering. You, no, it's like, that's what I do to get a splinter out. Not but what about the guy at the table who is your waiter or whatever? You go mm-hmm. to it. And he'll take the paper from the chopsticks or a thing, put the gum band around the top, give it the old uh, kind of situation where it creates a wedge. It's cool. It's cool. As a kid, I was big on that. Yeah. Every time I go to a to a sushi restaurant, I will attempt to use the chopsticks, Colin. Yeah. Because I, I, I think – I don't know what it is. I haven't been using chopsticks between visits, but I think maybe this is it. Maybe I picked it up. Are you a – um Forks. A – Stab. A uh, – what's it called? A uh, hibachi fan. Yes. And the place we're getting the sushi from has the hibachi too. And I really wavered. I went back and forth. Do I just want to do the sushi? Do I want to do the hibachi? Yeah. A big battle, a big struggle in my head, Colin. I Didn't like I like them both. Man, I I could go for some sushi. I, I like the salad sushi. too with the ginger, the Ooh. ginger dressing. Yeah, it's all good. It's all incredible. Is our man Greg Finley, the producer, is he back there drooling? No, he won't. He doesn't touch any of that. That's far too. He is oh, the he's plainest very plain eater. Jane. Yes, yeah. he is. He would not even go near sushi. He would. Me, I'm the kind of guy where I walk up to a fish tank and say, "I'd like that." In three minutes. <laughs> Let's go. My father-in-law does the ten-second tuna, where he'll put it. He'll take tuna, a tuna steak, put it on the blacktop for like. 30 seconds on one side, 30 seconds on the other. Delicious. A little sesame seed, sesame oil on it, some other crap. I don't know. Wow. Do we, are we Are we required to do three segments or do we no, just – let's just roll on. We're good. I say uh, we roll on. And if yeah. we get in trouble, it's Greg Finley, our producer's fault, because he doesn't like sushi, and say we, so we punish him for that. So I'm going to Philadelphia this weekend, and it, there's the World Series. It's going to be taking place. I'm super excited about that. If I go to Philadelphia, hold that thought. I'm going. I, I, you know what? Let me let me let me tease this for segment three. Yes. 
may or, I may or may not be being yelled at by our producer. If I go to Philadelphia and I go in the stadium and I don't wear a certain thing, does it make me a loser slash coward? We'll get to that coming up next. Fourth down to the Steel City. Matchup breakdown. Analysts on every game. Everything a Steelers fan could want. This is fourth down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dunlap. Colin going to Philly this weekend. Steelers, Eagles. I'm super excited about the World Series game being played on Saturday night. I'm going to be drunk. I'm going to wear a Phillies hat as to not be punched and also just to sort of feel what it <laughs> feel what it feels like to be a fan of a good baseball team just for a night. Just to Can you wear the maroon Phillies hat that had the baseball inside the You feet? know what? I just bought it today. Amazon's going to send it. I'll get it on Wednesday. It's a, one of those two-tone ones. It's the only one that they would send me in a day. Gotcha. So the the top I think is blue and the bill is red. You know what I equate this to? It's a one-night stand I'm mar- in, in an affair, frankly, because I'm married to the Pirates. I've had a difficult relationship with them. But one night, one magical night in another town, I'm getting after it. I'm going full Philly, man. And does that make me a bad fan? Probably. But I'm going to enjoy it. One night, one night only. One time am I allowed to sin, Colin. What will you do with that hat after? Will you keep it as a keepsake? Will you... You know what? My wife asked me the same thing. I will Did she wear really? It. Yeah, I will wear it. I guarantee you I will wear it no more than five times the rest of my life after I wear it this week. Guaranteed. If you put it somewhere like in the garage or man cave or something like that, if you do have a great time, which I'm anticipating having a wonderful time because it's Steelers and Eagles, you, every time you look at it, though, you only have one memory, which is of that weekend. So I That's think it's true. conducive to hold on to it. Oh, I'll hold on to it for sure. And it might be one of those things that turns into a grass cutting hat or yeah. whatever. But I think, I think I'm, you know, I've rooted for the Pirates my whole life. I've lived and died with some awful stuff. One night, one night to just to pretend, just to feel something. I won't even Can feel it. Can I tell anything. you my second Jump favorite team? Down. Go on. I have an affinity for, you going to guess? We're We're talking baseball? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you spent a lot of time in L.A. The Dodgers? I love the Dodgers. There you go. I, I, they look good. The blues. Well, the white is so crisp. Crisp uh, it's white. A, the other part, too, that I don't think people celebrate enough are, you know, we always talk about celebrities and talk about, like, the pageantry of L.A. There's a lot of people that are just regular working Joes that live and die with the Dodgers that are mm. scattered all over, all over Southern California, you know, and from different nationalities, from different racial makeups, from different socioeconomic backgrounds, like not everybody is Larry King who loves the Dodgers. There's right. a lot of, you know, <laughs> I, I, it's always the romance. It's not like the Lakers. The Lakers feels like that. Right. I I've always had to finish because I felt like the Dodgers were regal, mm. like um you know the Steelers. They're an institution. They're an ins- they're a baseball institution. I've never 
I've never disliked the Dodgers the way that I've disliked the Yankees or anything like that. Like, there's something about them that's cool. I can't go more profound than that, but that's how I feel. Go Phils! I will be rooting for the Steelers on Sunday, however. Will they get killed? Yes, no. No, they won't. I, I think Mike Tomlin's special. They're gonna they're gonna battle their tail off in this game. It's for survival. We think they're dead at two and five, but we did say if they get to the bye at three and five, they've got a shot. It would have been an AFC win, so that stinks. You beat Philly, you're right there at three and five. You got a shot. I don't think you're gonna win. I do think it is the last stand at the Golden Corral buffet. Can I tell you what I think here? That is, I, I don't want to sense a problem, but I think that there's one that proactively needs to be alleviated. You know when, like, a new kid moves into school and people kind of jockey a little bit to be his friend some? I, Kenny Pickett's the new kid. He's the guy. He's the quarterback. I just hope he doesn't get pulled in a bunch of different directions as to who oh. his pet receiver is. You know what? It's a great point by you. This is also his hometown team. Well, the team he rooted for, New Jersey. They need the win. He played poorly. It's a tough place to play. Better Steelers teams than this one have gone in there and gotten slaughtered. They won, they won the Super Bowl in 08. They went in there and Ben got sacked nine times. Yes. 2017, they went 13-3. and three. They got bludgeoned. I think it was 34-3 to three in that one. So better teams than this have gone in there and got crushed. Philly's a really good team. I just think it's the last stand for this Pittsburgh Steelers team. I think they battle and they lose. We'll preview that more coming up on Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going. I'm not wearing Steelers gear, though. I'll wear a a 93.7 The Fan gray hoodie and a plain black hat. I don't want to get my ass beat. If you had any balls, you'd wear a Steelers Santa Claus suit. Just go double dipping. Um, You know what I could do? What's this? What if I wore a Steelers shirt and the Phillies hat? People would be so confused. Or, well, or just cut out the imagination there and just wear a steagle shirt holy shit see on friday